tuned in to the Chaos Cast, hosted by two jerks and a dork, where we blitz on every down, seeking to get ejected for targeting, as we stiff arm your trash fantasy football team, your only place for chaos fantasy shenanigans. I'm your host, Brad Kreger, alongside Levi Basham and John Spears. This episode, there's no guest host or interview. So the podcast takes a break from the trash talking and peers seriously into the playoff picture, breaking down each team's chance to break into the playoffs. And Black Sunday and the Cleveland Steamers continue to embrace their newfound alliance, and nobody's quite sure why they're joining forces in this way. Either way, guys, let's get into it. All right, let's jump into the matchups. Uh, we start first with uh, Slop Nasty versus It's What Plants Create. And it seems like it's just impossible to get the slops out of that sixth spot. Death, taxes, and Jeff holding the sixth spot are the only guarantees in life. Uh, so, yeah, it was a massive day from Slop Nasty. Beating, uh, beating us pretty good. Cowboys players uh, had another great day. Dak with 27. Uh he, He's, he's been like a quality quarterback so far. And then Tony Pollard with Zeke out has been phenomenal. And then CD finally broke out with a 55-point, two-touchdown game. Uh, and if Dallas keeps an offense like this, then I think Slops are, you know, destined for the playoffs. They're, they're playing really well. And it's a plants crave, disappointing day, but, like, Still was able to crack 200. Not super worried. Like, Justin Fields had 71. I don't think anyone else scored more than him. Uh, Justin Jefferson, two Je- Justins. Justin Jefferson had 56. But, like, the rest of the team just didn't put it together. Um, the next highest player was uh, Fournette with, like, 16. So, a little disappointing week. Still cracked 200. Not super worried. It's getting close to the playoffs. Uh, I'm starting to get healthy. Hollywood Brown. Mike Williams coming back next week. So, Slop Nasty wins 250. It's what plants crave. Only 215. And uh, it's getting close. And both teams now, Slop Nasty and It's what plants crave, are 5 and 5, 500. Any more losses could be devastating. They got to they gotta get that 7 uh, 8 win mark to get into the playoffs. It's getting close. Next, uh, we. We have what seems like a late season playoff push from uh, the last year's champs. It's uh, with uh, all intoxicated all stars. Jonathan Taylor finally comes through and has a phenomenal day. Gives a beat down to the Cleveland Steamers. So like uh, strongest part of the all stars right now, the running backs. Taylor got forty seven. Devonta Foreman got thirty four. Uh, Moster got thirty three. You remember Moster, Brad? And <laughs> Uh, and just just like a quality, like single carry at a time, gives them the beat down. At you know, steamers are running out of steam a little bit. Mahomes has another good game. Like that seems to be the most consistent player for the steamers. But just too too many single digit point players that squander that forty nine from Mahomes. And John declared, you know, the All Stars dead, but they've risen from the grave. And I don't, I'm not sure if any team wants to face them right now. And they seem to be coming. And Steamers, uh, just like uh, just like Slop Nasty and It's What Plants Crave, 500, holding on for dear life. There's injuries coming. Hopefully Steamers can get healthy. Um, but, like, we you can't have any more losses. This is It's going to be close. Everyone still has a chance to get in the playoffs. And... Like, I think the steamers are kind of falling apart. You know, I don't think any team is as afraid to match up against the steamers as they would be against the All-Stars. Welcome back, Derek. (laughs) After the last little... Lackluster performance from the week before. <clears throat> All right, we got the matchup between the Houdinis and uh, the old, the old Lancers. 
Uh, Derek's team kind of really put up an average performance, scoring 190 to uh, Lance's 164. Uh, it was led the led Aaron Jones led the way with a 41 point outing, and you had Josh Jacobs who kind of came back to life, I guess, after his amazing start. Uh, on Lance's side, really, I mean, Stephon Diggs can't do it all. Uh, he didn't have Joe Mixon to come in and save him and drop the 70 points that he's had the week before or two weeks ago. But when you're forced to start Chubba Hubbard and Daryl Mooney, you're probably looking at a loss. Um, I hate to see it. I hate to say Derek's he's probably a lock. He's a shoe-in for the playoffs. Lance is probably on the outside looking in uh, with me and uh, Black Sunday. But uh, I think we'll get it done. And Levi mentioned a second ago, who wants to play Joey? I do. Lace them up, Joe. Let's go. I'll play every week. Five hours a game. Let's do it. Yeah, I like that. But before I get into to my matchup, I do want to uh, give a shout-out to the commissioner. Um, well, no, here's why. Because, you know, I'm a little perturbed of, of Levi's analysis of, of that matchup. Uh, he failed to mention that uh, Mr. Rob Tinsley had a bipocalypse last week, okay? He had like eight guys out on by. So give the guy uh, a break, okay? Uh his team is not losing steam. It's he's just now getting the steam engine to start roaring. So anyway, look out for for that. <laughs> but I mean, I got to talk about my matchup. <clears throat> uh, before I was rudely interrupted, uh, let me get into my matchup, and that would be Black Sunday versus Farewell to Hope. So I mean, I start this way like last week. First of all, I get I get showered with with praise and adulation and awestruck amazement from the Chaos League for becoming the first to surpass ten thousand points. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> cares. Uh, I'm I'm actually in in negotiations with with the commissioner to to not to please don't erect a statue in your garage for the next dra- next year's draft. Uh, I, I, I really don't need that level. Uh, it's it's not time yet, Rob. So let, let's hold off on the statue. I think that's coming. Uh, it is coming, but uh, but not next year. Uh, but back to the back to the matchup. My re- my team returns to its true form, to its historical dominant form, by utterly demolishing and making light work of farewell to your season. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, John, farewell to your season. You know, because your team's egos are now crushed because Black Sunday, Sunday violently kicked your team down back into last place where it belongs. Okay? And so much for Derrick Henry, the Yeti. Sorry, buddy. You know, it seems like Derrick Henry, Henry only performs at his peak levels when he's rostered by Black Sunday. I'm just saying. Everybody... I mean, and looking back in throughout the years, I know everybody was disappointed that I didn't get Derrick Henry once again. Um, but as you can see, he's not performing. And sorry. Uh, but this one was never in doubt. And the score really doesn't indicate just how lopsided this one was. As I ride out into the sunset, 229 to 172. Uh, we need to do a little fact check here. Uh, Black Sunday is firmly in last place, beneath Farewell to Hope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moment y'all been waiting for the matchup between Amanda, Rochelle, Shelley, and Jason Faggett. Sorry, Jason, but you got what? Jason, you scored 128 points. Is that the lowest point total of the year so far? I mean, it's if it's not, it's it's got to be, it's got to be right there. Um, yeah, I know you had some buys, but you got to do. I mean, 128 points, man. I mean, your team's in a dumpster, and you ain't looking like you're about to climb out anytime soon, buddy. You stink. It's just all over you. I mean, this lineup up and down. There's no way to shake this one off, Jason. Give up. 
Yeah, when we created the whooping of the week, this is what we're looking for. Uh, textbook. You got yeah, textbook whooping here. Amanda put it on you. Uh, I think you had like 16 points between what five players, like Edward Solaire. Like, uh, you had a lot of buys. Oh my God. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Well, Trevor Lawrence got you 30 though. But yeah, take your whooping. You deserved it. Yeah, huge buys there. I think we witnessed the first death of a team of the of the history of the league or of the whoopings. It's just like, God, like pack it in, like ugly. <laughs> just like, like this is the most most points uh, since I did the whooping of the week to Amanda. 128 points for Amanda. Like almost, almost beat me up, but. Uh, well done, Amanda. That's uh, second of the year. Bring- Evan Ingram. And Jason played Evan Ingram, believe yeah. I. You're all over that. Yeah, he, Jason's been playing Evan Ingram for like three weeks, and uh, there's not really much more to say about that. I feel like it's enough punishment. You don't. I don't know what you did. Like feel like you did to yourself, but you can drop him. You don't even or not even start him. But well done, Amanda. Another whooping. Uh, just like this is just a beatdown. You um, uh, you almost doubled Jason's points. So, all right, let's uh let's look at Fab for week eleven. Uh, the highest bid player this week was Christian Watson with uh another two hundred one dollars uh bid by Black Sunday. And it seemed to work out last night with two touchdowns, 26 points. It's way a good start for uh, Black Sunday, which is way more value than last week's pickup from Black Sunday, who we dropped for Watson. Dalton Schultz had uh, five players bid on him, with uh, Victoria's Secret being the top bidder at $150. But now with Victoria's Secret... No longer having the most uh, fab budget. Does that mean they're going to lose first place? Mm. Kyle thinks so. <laughs> oh. uh, let's look at the other options here. So so we have, with Dalton Schultz being the most bid on, uh, we got Aaron Rodgers picked up by Talk to Nate All-Stars uh, for $118. Didn't start him. Still, still liking Gino, but... Bidding the rest of his money on Aaron Rodgers, so let's see how that goes out. Uh, Steamers got Jared McKinnon, who was almost outbid by Scoop's Troop, but Scoop's Troop wanted to save their money and stuck with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. But uh, I feel like he is on the injury report. He might not play this week. Uh, And then the rest have kind of been defenses. Uh... Black Sunday got Bengals for $41. Uh, Farewell to Hope got the Jets for 17 Purple Bleeders got the Commanders for 17 And then Slop Nasty picked up, you know, could be a good pickup with Deshaun Watson at $2. I, I doubt he'll play him over Dak. Uh, they did move the game from Buffalo to Detroit, so there's a little bit more Farewell. No, no longer six feet of snow there. So uh, that could be a good pickup for Slop Nasty. Uh, not too much. Uh, you know, Houdini's got Drake London for a dollar, but he's he's been kind of disappointing. It's not his fault. Uh, it's kind of just been the Falcons not really throwing the ball. Um, that's that's really it. Um, well, guys, what do you think about this week in Fab? Hey, Kyle. Uh, you remember last week you gave some weird analogy about some kid with a gun, you're standing behind a tree, and then Levi just waltzed right up to you and then molly you right across the face. Like, I know it hurt you. But uh, as far as the uh, fab goes this week, it looked like it was the Dalton Schultz sweepstakes that I went no part of. Um, I felt, really, it's a tight end. All tight ends suck, unless you got uh, a guy from Kansas City. Uh, the Kelsey Quince, that guy. But uh, as far as that, and off the pod, me and Brad have talked about, does this 
podcasts have influence. We brought up a couple cases where it did. You know, a couple of you guys felt the shame and changed your team name. And then Brad <laughs> totally gets roasted for picking up Odell Beckham, felt the heat and the shame, immediately dropped him the following week to pick up another player after criticizing everyone's pickups. So he's got to eat this one. Uh, Brad, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm not going to do what everybody thinks I'm going to do. Just flip out, man. Jim Brewer, I love you. I'm not going to do that. But what I am going to do is I'm going to do this. First of all, I'm going to address that bull crap straight off the top, and that's because I had to drop him because my whole bench was on a bow or hurt. Uh, I was willing to hold on to Odell Beckham. It was a shot in the dark. I granted, I'll give you that. Uh, but here's what I want to do this time. I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to do some shout outs to some good pickups. Uh, I know I've not done that before, but um, the three time picks up Christian Watson. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he had twenty dropped twenty six points on Thursday night uh, against Levi. Uh, let's see, the three time also picks up the Bengals. Okay, yeah, it's a defense, but. Not to be outdone, he's, he goes and also picks up Marcus Mariota, who's got a pristine matchup against the Bears. And I'm thinking he's going to drop a bomb on Sunday. Okay? But a couple other shout-outs I have is to the Steamers, who adds Jarek Mc, well, McKinnon for a measly $51. Great pickup. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, zero last week. McKinnon's being worked into the lineup. He gets catches. He gets catches. The Cleveland Steamers. <laughs> and then, not only that, but after the after the waivers uh, end, he snags up Hayden Hurst. I love Hayden Hurst at Cincinnati. Uh, I, I just think, Burrow, especially with Chase out, you can laugh all you want. With Chase out, Hayden Hurst is getting targets. And, and, and the Steamers make a good move there, dropping Caleb Huntley and picking up what could be a top 10 tight end the rest of the season. Uh, so, so yeah, that's what I think about everything, guys. Hayden Hurst has been on the waiver wire since week one. Stop. Stop. Yeah, I, I just think that Rob likes orange-based teams. <laughs> There's not really much more thought to that. Right. But uh, thanks for the insight, guys. Right. And orange hair. All right, let's jump into the matchups. Last week, uh, Levi and myself go four and one in our picks. Levi's now thirty and twenty on the season, and I am back to five hundred at twenty-five and twenty-five. John goes three and two, uh, and is at seventeen and twenty-eight. And then guest host Kyle goes uh, three and two as well. Moving the guest host record to seven and eight, and so there you go. All right, let's uh, move into this coming week's matchups. Starting with Black Sunday taking on it's what plants crave. Black Sunday's three and seven, needing a win desperately, and plants crave at five and five. I am four and two all time versus Levi, and I got two touchdowns on Thursday from Christian Watson. Meanwhile, Levi's players are on life support in the infirmary. Give me the win. Easy. Yeah, I'm definitely going Levi here. Uh, too many buys on one side. And the X factor here is Justin Fields as he continues his month-long dominance. Uh, Justin Jefferson's out of this world. Mike Williams coming back potentially could be a boom along with Marquise Brown. Uh, yeah, give me what plants crave. Yeah, Brad, another way to look at it is that my team is getting healthier, and these players have been out for – like I've been on life support for a couple weeks and still 500, but this is this is where my team gets healthy, starts blowing out teams. So going with the, it's what plants crave. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. All right, next matchup we've got the Intoxicated All-Stars. Sitting at four and six, taking on Slop Nasty at five and five on the season. Joey is three and two all time versus Jeff. And when I look at this matchup, and I take a look at 
Jeff's side of things, Peoples-Jones, Slayton, Josh Palmer might be the worst receiving lineup I've ever seen. Give me Joey, but just by a hair. Yeah, this is a tough one to call. Uh, I think I'll take the underdog here with the old slip slop. Uh, I feel like Dallas should be in a good position uh, to do well this week and with having three players. And I like Slayton, and I like Peoples-Jones here. Uh, I think it'll be close, but, yeah, I'll go with the slip slops. Yeah, I think uh, too many buys on the Slop Nasty side. Also, And also, if Slop Nasty loses, they'll still probably six, the way the standings look. So, give me the All-Stars. All right. Next matchup, we've got Scoops Troop, 6-4. and four. Taking on the commissioner, the Cleveland Steamers, sitting at five and five. Rob is four and two all time versus Jason, and Rob's team is absolutely stacked. Fagett's been lucky to this point. Give me Rob and an embarrassing whooping. <coughs> yeah, I think Scoops Troops probably on whooping alert every week. And the only reason that he might not get whooped every week is due to Lamar Jackson, the dude's a stud. Uh, his team's kind of in a bad bad shape right now. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the steamers here. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, you got to go with the steamers. Just like there's too too many injuries on the Scoop Troop side. I, I could be wrong. I've been wrong a lot of times, Scoop Troop. But I, I just looking at the matchups, you, you got to go with the steamers. Yes, you do. All right, next matchup. We've got the Purple Bleeders, the Minnesota Homers, sitting at four and six, taking on the league leading Victoria's Secret at eight and two. However, Lance is five and two all time versus the Randos, but Lance is still playing Preston Campbell. I'll take Amanda here. Yeah, I'm going to go with another underdog here. I'm going to uh, take the Purple Bleeders over Victoria's Secret. I feel like, yeah, Allen, depending on how this whole thing shakes out with moving, but he has his best weapon in digs, and I think that could curb a little bit of the damage. So, yeah, I'll take Lance here. Yeah, I, I, I was going to go into – I was going to pick the Bleeders this week, but it looks like the Buffalo-Cleveland game is going to be moved to Detroit. No weather conditions, so – I just think there's, you know, too many good players on the Victoria's Secret side. Uh, I got to go with Amanda. Dare we say the bleeders are hemorrhaging? <laughs> All right, next next matchup, we're gonna look at the Houdinis at seven and three, taking on Farewell to Hope at three and seven. However, John is four and two when taking on Derek all time. And Derrick Henry drops a 40 bomb on Thursday with Aaron Jones only getting 20. Give me John here. Yeah, I think I texted out early in the season that this back, these last four games was my revenge tour. And Derrick, you're first up. It's my turn. Because guess what? You got Barkley against Detroit. 50, 60, 70 points there. A.J. Brown versus Indy. George picking his nose versus Cincy. Kyle Pitts, the most dominant tight end this league has ever seen, is playing Chicago. Swift versus the Giants, maybe. That might be a toss-up there. Hurts versus Indy, you're done. Wow. Jeez. Um, I, I hate to agree with, with John here. I, I There's just too many buys for the Houdinis this week. Um, they're also looking ahead to the playoffs. I I feel like they're pretty much locked in. Loss isn't going to matter too much. And they're, a lot of Houdini's good players are going, are not playing this week. And then Derrick Henry scored 40 to start off. It's it's already tough coming back. So I I, I got to go with uh, Farewell to Hope. All right, everybody. Uh, since we, we don't have an interview from any owner uh, in the league this week, I thought it'd be cool to uh, look at the playoff picture. We got a month left of the rally season, so four games left for everybody. 
it's getting close and I just wanted to, you know, uh, go across and see how everybody's looking. And especially since like no one has been declared out yet, which is, that's probably, like, I don't think we've had that. That's not a normal thing. Normally there's at least one or two people out by this time of the year. But uh, first, I let go with the first, top two teams with uh, Houdini's or with uh, Victoria's Secret first, Houdini's in second. Uh, by ESPN, Victoria's Secret has a hundred percent chance to make playoffs. Eight wins. It doesn't look like mathematically they can be eliminated, so they're in. And then Houdini's, they could lose out, be seven to seven, but the with the matchups that they that Derek has already played with uh, people and having the most points in the league. It's very unlikely that he would make it. It had to be some kind of scenario that I haven't seen. So I, we're, we're counting them in. They haven't secured a buy or anything, but they they should they they are going to be in the playoffs. So uh, first, I'd like to look at the third place team, Scoops Troop, and they had serious injury of Cooper Cup. They've had, you know, a top-heavy team with Lamar and Mark Andrews combo, which is like a deadly combo. A little tapered off a little bit. And Cup, gone. it's the scoop Troop looks pretty vulnerable this week, this the rest of the year. Although they have a favorable schedule, the rest of their schedule is against 500 or worse teams. So this week they have the Steamers and then the All-Stars, and then Purple Bleeders, and then Farewell to Hope. All teams that, you know, are 5-5 five and five or worse. So, you know, if if, they, if Scoop Troops can somehow get one win in those four, I think they could still be in the playoffs. Uh, I'd give them, with the way they're scheduled, they're, but the, the thing is they're going to be uh, not favored in three or four of those those matchups. But I haven't looked at the buys. Maybe, maybe one of those teams has a biocalypse that week. So, uh, but guys, what do y'all think about Scoops Troops? Do you think they have a chance? <clears throat> I mean, clearly he's got a chance. You know, six and four, sitting on an eighty-six percent chance according to ESPN to make the playoffs. But I feel like being six and four, he's probably one of the most shaky six and fours that you could that you could be. And I think that he may change his. He would trade his team for his a different with a different. He would change his team with a different team for a diff, for a different record. Meaning, I think he would give up his record for Joey's team or something like that. Just due to the injuries and just not been uh, performing lately. But I think he definitely has a chance for sure. Yeah, I think looking at Jason, I think he's the most likely of the teams in the top half of the league to drop into the bottom half of the league overall. Um, I mean, yeah, the Lamar-Andrews connection is nasty and can win him a week, really can. And, in fact, I even like the positive touchdown regression possibilities of James Conner. He had a nice uh, comeback. He's had a nice comeback, and he could really uh, keep stepping on the gas. But I'm not (laughs) – Michael Carter, Adam Thielen – Friar Muth, and he's got Gus Edwards. He's got three Ravens. Not in love with that. Um, Clyde has been on a roller coaster his whole career. You just don't know what you're getting from him. He just doesn't have a ton of depth. And Cooper Cup, I mean, yeah, he has a chance, but I wouldn't give him an 86% chance. I would say maybe a 46% chance. Yeah, I have to agree with all that, guys. Um, But, you know, one win, and I, I think they're in. Uh, next, uh, we got in fourth place spot with the Cleveland Steamers, the Commish. And uh, this is another team that has fallen off a little bit. Started off hot, you know, started off 4-0. and And then since then have been 1-5. and So, but still 500. Still has, you know, fourth place. Has, you know, they just need two wins in the next two. And they're... Their schedule is pretty favorable. Also, with Scoop Troop, um, they they don't have all, but like they have Scoop Troop this week, who's like uh, without Cup. Like, uh, I would I would think that Rob is favored in the, in that matchup. And then the rest of the year, they 
and then they have 500 or worse teams with uh, Purple Bleeders, then Farewell to Hope, and then It's What Plants Crave. Really just need to win two with uh, where, the, where they're positioned. Um, but, like, they've been dealing with injuries and buys, and it's going to be tough. But I, th- I think they're going to be more likely to be in than Scoop's Troop. Um, that, that is said if there is no more injuries or weird things. This is probably the weirdest team in the league with roster-wise. Just crazy things have happened with injuries, trades, all all such. But, uh, guys, what do you think about Commission's team? <coughs> yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I think his, I think I'd rather be in his position with his team than Scoop's Troop's. Uh, you know, being led by Pat Mahomes, McCaffrey, Chubb, Higgins, uh, Moore, St. Brown. I think really, though, Rob, not so much getting in the playoffs. I think if Keenan Allen comes out and becomes Keenan Allen again, he could be potentially playing for a bye spot. Uh, his starting lineup is pretty solid, but if at any point he has to start relying on his bench or the waiver wire, he's probably looking to be in that sixth spot and maybe on it a slim chance of being left out. Uh, yeah, I think the Cleveland Steamers are are going to be in the playoffs. And really, I just think he has he has a lot of explosive, explosive players. I mean, Mahomes, McCaffrey, Chubb has been great. Uh, and in fact, a player like T. Higgins, who hasn't exactly taken advantage of Jamar Chase being out, uh, he could have a huge week this week and going forward. Amon Ross St. Brown is capable of explosion. If, and like John said, if Keenan Allen uh, can come back from the injury and be anything close to the Keenan Allen he's been in the past, I mean, Rob's team's going to be dangerous. He's got the Bills defense. I mean, he his team doesn't have a ton of flaws. Like I said, if he can just stay healthy, I think that's just going to be the key for him. If he stays healthy, gets Keenan Allen back, I think he's going to have a dangerous team in the playoffs. Team can light on fire. Um, next, we got. Uh, let's see, we got. It's what plants crave at the five spot. And so, it, it's what plants crave's been. You know, trying to get a streak in the middle of the year, and then in the process of you know, trying to hold on, and it's trying to it's starting to get healthy with uh, like we said with the matchups before with. With Hollywood Brown, Mike Williams, it's another team that if if they can stay healthy, they can you know be a factor in the playoffs. But there's four four games left. Got Black Sunday this week, uh, then the Houdinis, then Victoria's Secret, and then the Steamers. So after Black Sunday this week, they like it's a it's a struggle. Like got the two top teams, and then you know the wild card. Uh, you know, could beat you by 100 points, could lose by 100 points team at the last week. That, that could be the most critical uh, matchup that week. Uh, I could see both of those teams being uh, six and seven, needing that last win. So it's it's going to be a struggle. I I put myself in, you know, I believe in this team. This is like probably the strongest team I've had in Rob's league. And I think uh, – I. I think I can get through. I've I've beaten the Victoria's on Victoria's Secrets two losses. I'm one of one of them. So I think I could do it again. It's just it's it's been a struggle this year, and it's just going to make me stronger in the playoffs. Yeah, I would I would say Levi's in with an asterisk, um, meaning with Mike Williams and Marquise Brown coming back. I mean, if if they turn out to just deal with those injuries the rest of the way I mean he'd really need Justin Fields probably to hit the 50s every week even though I believe he does have some help on the bench in Jalen Warren or Kyler Murray and Fournette whereas I feel like Rob doesn't uh, but he does have studs in Justin Jefferson and again uh, Fields and Kamara I mean he's been solid and Miles Sanders he plays on a great offense but I think a lot of this hinges on the, the return of his two receivers if he can make a heavy push to the playoffs. Yeah, I'm, 
I'm gonna. I'm thinking that uh, Plants Crave is in the playoffs. I think he'll make it. Um, some of the concerns I have, though, are well. John alluded to it. Marquise Brown. I know he started off great before he got injured, but that was before Hopkins returned. So you don't. I don't know that we know exactly what you're going to get from Marquise Brown when he does return. Uh, and if he gets Mike Williams back and and he's you know healthy and he's the good Mike Williams, that can be a big boon. Um, and obviously Justin Jefferson is going to be the guy to really help carry the team. I'm just – I'm not sold that – I mean, Justin Fields has been awesome. I don't – he's not going to keep that up. That's a – it's a ridiculous pace. He's going to come back down to earth a little bit. Um, I'm not saying he's going to he's going to be terrible. It was a great pickup. Um, but I'm not in love with his running backs. I think Kamara and Sanders are – they can be no-shows, and they've shown that this season. Um, he's got some depth, uh, but – uh, and, and if he stays healthy, I mean, it can be a dangerous team in the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. I don't know that uh, it's, it's, it's as explosive as some of the other teams, but on the given uh, any given week, he can win. Yeah. So uh, next uh, we go with the sixth spot. Like uh, We have to go with uh, Jeffrey Kelly and Slop Nasty. And past six weeks, they've been win-loss, win-loss, win. Or was he lost? Win, lost, win, lost, win. So, like they're on pace. That if they keep that pace up, then they they're going to be seven seven, and looking through tiebreakers to to fall in. Um, I think you know as long uh, I think that Slop Nasty lives and dies with the Cowboys players, and as long as Dallas is good and they maintain their playoff push, they. They play well, and they don't fall off like they have been years before, which uh, there's nothing to prove that they haven't. I think that the slops are going to be a threat every week. Um, Now, they also have a tough schedule as well with the It's With Plants Grave. They got Joey with All-Stars this week, who's, you know, team's gotten a lot better over the past couple weeks it's no easy out and black sunday uh who's been a spoiler he was a spoiler for john last week he could be a spoiler for me this week and i maybe a chance to get that playoff push going but like i I wouldn't say that that's an easy win but like that's a three and seven team and then he's got uh derrick it's a seven and three team, and then Amanda. So it's it's a it's a tough schedule to end the season. But as long as the Cowboys are playing well and Tyreek Hill is blowing up, I think he's got a very good shot. Uh, but it's going to be very tight. Like all all these teams, these past four teams we've been talking about, it's going to be close. All of them are vulnerable, and. Uh, I think uh, I think I like this slop nasty team. Yeah, it's kind of hard. I think you know, you know, Jeff being the true Mister Average, you know, as it, as it turns out, uh, I think his team really goes as far as Dallas takes them. Um, with you know Dak Pollard and and Lamb, I think we've kind of talked about that a little bit. Uh, but he has some newcomers in Slayton and Palmer. If they can become something uh, as dependable as as some of the other elite receivers in the league, I think he's in a really good position to make the playoffs and probably go win a win a couple games potentially. Uh, having Tree Kill is a great benefit to, to this team. I mean, he's explosive. He, he's amazing. But uh, yeah, I think the couple of weaknesses here that you know I'm not I don't know Najee Harris. I mean, is he going to be the lead back going forward? Uh, and if that were to kind of shift, that's where I think Levi with the asterisks is he has Warren, which could boost him and, and drop uh, Slop Nasty. But um, I think if he breaks his his, stri- his streak of win-loss, win-loss, and puts a back-to-back loss, he's probably out. But, yeah. Yeah, I think the Slops are going to be a borderline – playoff team I think they're really going to be sweating coming down to the week 14 um, it's not that I don't like the team I do and in fact I think if you you put McLaurin CeeDee Lamb and Tyreek Hill together 
that can be a really nasty receiving core. Um, and I just have to say that I think uh, Jeff did get the better of the deal in our early season trade with Tony Pollard, and I get Kittle. Uh, I mean, I, Kittle's been fine, but Pollard has dropped a, a 50 bomb or two and has really taken the lead uh, running back role there in Dallas. So as long as, like the, we've all said, Dallas is kind of carrying him here. Um, I, I mean, I like where the team's at with Dak back, but I, I don't know that it's going to be enough to carry him into the playoffs. Um, although, you know, if he can get to that playoffs, that six, uh, five or six seed, he can get into the playoffs and do some damage. If, I mean, especially if, if Dallas has a great matchup or two, uh, he could do some damage in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So next uh, we'll look at the Intoxicate All-Stars, the champions from last year who uh, just had a rough start and have, you know, been scratching and clawing to get back. Right now they're on the outside looking in. Uh, ESPN has them at a 50% chance of making the playoffs. And so, uh, And their chances look pretty good. Like, we talked about the four previous teams in the playoffs, and they're all vulnerable. It's not like there's, like in a normal year, where there's like one or two spots that are open. You know, like it's that five and six party. Like all all of these teams could drop out of the playoffs, and that's just a an advantage for the All Stars because they just need one of those teams to to be terrible. And you know, last week scored a lot of points. Jonathan Taylor, number one pick, who's been very disappointing, finally had a good game. If he can turn that around, then they're going to be dangerous. I I think I like the the all-stars to get in i know i've i've said i like the last four but i think i feel like one of those four is going to drop out i don't know it's really tough to tell which one will i think it's more likely uh that it's the steamers or uh scoops troop but i i think the i think joey will get in barely yeah, it's tough to say. I think we've talked about it before. Like Joey doesn't draft good teams; he builds them, and I feel like he's he's kind of done that here a little bit with uh, picking up Foreman, uh, Dallas's D, uh, which has been really good, especially in his you know his wins that he's gotten. Um, Kelsey's been awesome, but I think he's picked up. I think he picked up Mostert. He held on to Elijah Mitchell, and it it may prove to be valuable moving forward. Um, Geno Smith was another player that he picked up, dropped, and picked up again. Uh, but he turned out to be a stud. I think he's seventh overall. Uh, I'm not so sure I would put Joey in, but I feel like he, he has a puncher's chance, uh, especially with his running backs. And as long as Jonathan Taylor stays healthy, I think it would be, be pretty key for him. Yeah, Joe's team's tough to evaluate. You know, fantasy football success is is based on consistency, I think. Um, you know, give me a, a guy who's consistently getting me 20 over the guy who's getting 40, 50-point bombs and then three weeks in a row of two, three, six points. Uh, I really think the success of the rest of the season for Joe is riding on Jonathan Taylor and Debo Samuel because Debo Samuel has been he's been okay he's not been like I think last year he was a top five receiver if I'm not mistaken uh he's not that right now Cortland Sutton is too up and down Devin Dubernay too up and down Kadarius Tony I don't like that it can't see too many receivers I he has some question marks but he's he's got guys that have carried him Jonathan Taylor or can carry him Jonathan Taylor Pierce Pierce has been one of those guys that you want on your team. A guy that, I mean, you, his floor is 20, you know. So, um, and, of course, he's got Kelsey. So, uh, I don't know. It's tough to evaluate. I think he's going to be on the outside looking in. I don't see enough consistency to carry him through, like, three out of the next four wins. So, I think it's going to be tough for him to get in. Oh, and I, I forgot to mention his schedule. His schedule is favorable as well. Um, it's got Slop Nasty this week, 500. Scoop Troop, who has a winning record, but um, not the strength of the roster that they had earlier in the year. Black Sunday, and then the Purple Bleeders. So, the schedule looks pretty good for the All-Stars. Um, 
But uh, next we'll go to the Bleeders, who have have been struggling to stay consistent, really, um, all year. Uh, they've had some very good uh, wins, some close wins. Um, but I feel like their schedules for can be tough. And I I just don't think they have enough to get in. I I think they've they've been a lot better over the last five weeks than the, the first five weeks. But like I, I I'm looking at their schedule. They got Victoria's Secret this week, the first place team. Uh, then they got Steamers, uh, who you know you never know when they're gonna get, and then Scoops Troop. Which uh, that I'd say that that's an even game, but may, uh, thinking right now, not knowing the matchups, I, I probably would pick the Bleeders that week. And then they got the All Stars last week, who have been pretty good over the past couple weeks. So um, I just think that it's just a little too late for them to make their push. Um, but you never know, like we said with uh, uh, with Joey's team, that they're. There's four teams in the the third to sixth spot. None of them have shown that they really deserve to be in the playoffs. They've just kind of been hanging there, and all of them are vulnerable to be picked off. So, uh, not out of it. I wouldn't like. I've definitely picked against the bleeders too many times this year, and been wrong. So, but I I, I just don't think they have enough there to get them there. Lance's team, it's really hard to put your finger on it. Uh, for me, uh, I think the best thing going for them is that those teams in the middle are, I mean, he can overtake any one of those teams, I feel like, or any one of those teams can overtake him. Uh, he has strong running backs and then digs. Uh, I'm not big on Herbert. I, I really don't. I mean, is that the guy that's bringing you to the playoffs? I mean, maybe. Um with Daniel Jones on the bench, I feel like that guy's a stud. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would say he won't make it. Uh, I don't know if I'd put him in over Joe. Uh, it's really kind of a tough call. Um, it's a coin. Fl- I'd just say it's a coin flip. I think Lance has just as good a shot as any of the people above him, like the next four spots. I'll, I'll say this about Lance in all seriousness. Um, he has done a heck of a job to be four and six at this point. I mean, he, he was the one, if I'm not mistaken, that lost Javante Williams early in the season. He has dealt with probably more. I mean, Cordero Patterson, who just jumped out of the gate like gangbusters, then he had him go down. You know, and, he, so he, and he's been dealing with now Judy goes down. It's like he has probably suffered just as many, if not more. Dallas Goddard goes down last week. So – He's had a lot of bad luck with injuries. I'll give him credit for piecing together this team to be four and six. I mean, he get he picks up Ramonde Stevenson, or I don't know, he maybe drafted him. But um, I mean, obviously Mixon has been a nice uh, mainstay for him. Um, he's pieced together some receivers. I just don't see him making a run. Uh, in fact, he's one of those teams that I'm looking up at, thinking I can overtake and to possibly make a run myself. So, uh, nice job uh, piecing this team together, really limping to four and six. I think that was an accomplishment in itself. All right. Uh, So, next we got uh, last two with – so, we got uh, in ninth place we have Farewell to Hope. And um, it's – it seems like Farewell to Hope is – you know, come together the last three weeks, you know, being two and one and team has started to emerge, but it like they started off one and six. I, I think it's just, it's probably too late. They have to win out and it's, it's, a, it's going to be a tough uh, schedule, uh, tougher than most. They got uh, Derek this week. Who's like seven and three. He's, he's, he's hard to, to win. Although he's, had some buy, he's had some buys this week. I picked uh, Farrell to hope to, to win this week. But then they have Amanda next week. And then the Steamers. And then they, they end the year with uh, Scoops Troop, who, um, you know, uh, has been struggling. But I, I feel like this is probably one of the tougher uh, schedules of any team. Uh, I 
it's just like one it's really just one loss in that four and and John's out and there's really nothing you can do about that so uh he's got to win on one out and then hope that his breakers are good enough against other teams uh to be 7-7 so uh I think uh, you know stranger things have happened, but like it's, it's, it's on thin ice. Yeah, just just to be serious, uh, I'm gonna wear Derek's team out this week. Uh, but outside of that, after that, uh, yeah, it, it's gonna be tough for me to get in. Like, not only do I think I have to win out, I think it's certain combina- combinations of games. I need certain teams to lose to certain teams uh, probably. Uh, but I'm going to start my players, uh, make pickups until I feel like if I get another loss, that's, that's probably all she wrote. But I think like my top four players rank fifth, rank third, rank second, ranked eighth. And it's strange, you know, to be, you know, in the position that I'm in because I feel like I like – this is one of my favorite teams. I like who's on it. I like the players. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of upside. It just didn't go my way. It is what it is. Uh, I, I even stayed healthy for the most part. I think I lost – yeah, I lost Swift early. But it's it just bad luck, you know. And, you know, I made a, a bad play uh, – one week and it cost me the game it is and that's that's how it goes like but overall i think i'm really gonna have to a lot of things gotta go right for me to get in so this one is uh to me the biggest surprise of of all the teams we in fact all three of us picked john's team to be in the playoffs and i mean i think john had one of the best if not the best draft I mean, when you look at Henry Barkley and Swift uh, with uh, Jamal Williams backing up Swift, I mean, that that trio and those four running backs there have been strong. I mean, the A.J. Brown-Jalen Hurts connection has been lethal. I mean, he really just got hurt with some receivers and his tight end position really hurt him. But he's also had the second most points scored against him, so he's had some bad luck too. So, injury to Swift – a um, couple, you know, I mean, who thought Kyle Pitts wasn't going to work out? I mean, last year he looked great. I mean, he looked like a freak out there, and I still think he is. He just, you know, Atlanta's they fell apart. So, I, I mean, his lineup is, when healthy, is as good as anybody's. Bottom line, uh, I, I just don't, I mean, he's going to have to win out. And, I mean, I like his, his chances this week, but today he's on the outside looking in. All right, all right. Um, so we got to go to the last team with uh, save the best for last with uh, Black Sunday. Everyone counted them out, but they still aren't mathematically out. You know, uh, ESPN has them at a, a 13% chance of making the playoffs. And, you know, they uh, been sa- they saved their season last week, beating Farewell to Hope. And that's basically they have to do that every week. So they gotta win next four weeks to even have a chance, and it's pretty much the same as Farewell to Hope. They have to win out, and then also hope that their tiebreakers slash uh, other teams have dropped off for them to to jump up. Um, it's just been a struggle all year for them. Um, I remember looking at their draft and being pretty impressed with you know having Adams and Chase. Some quality running backs, and it just hasn't worked out this year. And uh, it's been amazing that Brad still at week eleven still has a, a chance of making the playoffs. So uh, they can start, they can keep it going if they win this week against uh, against me. So uh, I I don't think they'll do it. The they have their schedules against me this week, and then slop nasty, and then the, the all stars. And then they finish the year against Derek. Uh, so I don't think like I could go three and one. I, it's going to be tough to, for me to believe that they're going to go four and zero. Black Sundays can. I mean, he's, he's sitting in the same position that I'm sitting in. 
Although I feel the only difference is this week, he, there's just he's got four buys. Uh, but going into the season, I don't think anyone had three better receivers with Chase Metcalf and Adams. Uh, I think this, his his running backs let him down. Uh, does he have a chance to get in? I mean, just as much as I do. Uh, I think it's pretty slim. I mean, even going four and zero. I mean, I don't even know if that secures it. Uh, maybe. Uh, he's going to be a tough out each week, you know, especially after this week. So I feel like me and him may be in a situation where we're just taking people out, you know, or hurting people on the way down. Uh, call that what you will, but yeah, I mean, he's fair. What hope in Black Sunday? Who knows? Yeah, we're in similar positions. Uh, I have the third most points scored against. Um, so you know, it's a little bit of bad luck there. That's fantasy football. You know, I mean, I've had some injuries as well, and but really, I think the biggest the biggest disappointment for me is David Montgomery and Zeke. I mean, those were my two first two running backs drafted, and I mean, David Montgomery has been absolutely atrocious, um, and Zeke was not very good before he got injured. Now he's injured. Uh, just Jamar Chase goes down. You know, I do pick up Kenneth Walker, which was a nice – it helped. But, I mean, it just was – it was too much to overcome for me. Uh, I mean, it, I did pick up Tua as well midseason. That's, he's been a nice addition, and he's got me uh, 40 points or more a couple times. And, uh, I mean, my receivers have carried me when I've – you know, when I have one. Uh, so, you know, I'm – look, I'm on the outside looking. No way, no way around it. Uh, I do need to reel off four in a row. And it starts this week. So, you know, we'll see. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're jumping into the mailbag uh, section real quick. Uh, but first, we got an ad. Do you have family that you can't stand but still love just enough to want to keep them around? Have we got a deal for you? We here at Shrinking Ray's Ant Farms have the pro- perfect solution. For just four easy payments of ninety nine ninety five. We will send you a one-time use shrink ray gun and your very own ant farm. Just lure the pesky but slightly loved family member over and take their fate into your own hands. Shrink them down, drop them in the ant farm, and voila! Now they're always around but can't annoy you anymore. Just don't forget to give them food and water. Shrinking Ray's Ant Farms is not responsible for negligent deaths. Get yours today. All right, thanks for the ad. I really appreciate it. Uh, jumping right into the first question, JoJo asks, if the Colts finish above 500 with Jeff Saturday as head coach, do you think other teams will bring in players as a head coach? Yes, I think they will. No, I think they shouldn't. Because the reason why I say they probably will is because the NFL is a copycat league, and that's what they do. You know, So... Um, you know, so so many other sports, this has been tried and failed many, many times. Most times uh, it does fail. So um, I'm going to say yes, but no, they shouldn't. Yeah, it's a, um, everyone there doesn't have many ideas. I, I feel like they're going to start hiring coaches off the couch. They may even look at our league and see who the winner uh, of this league, you know, showing that they can, are capable with NFL players. So you never know. Uh, yeah, I would say no because it sends such a shockwave throughout the league and it really caused a lot of problems amongst the assistant coaches among the league. Uh, so, yeah, I would say no. All right, moving on. Uh, Lance asks, uh, is there any is there interest in having an auction draft for next year? I mean, okay, possibly, you know. Um, but I'm, I'm a little leery just because – over the years, I feel like one of the great things about this league is that I think every fantasy manager has gotten better at drafting, and I, I really feel like that the 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 field is it, we're on an even playing field for the most part on draft night. Um, I feel like most everybody does research or at least has enough knowledge of the league, you know, to 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 draft good teams, and so. I'd, I'd hate to throw a wrench in, in, into the draft process to where it could add advantages for, for managers and disadvantages for others. So um, I'd, I'd really need to be sold on it overall. Uh, but in general, I'm, I'm, I don't know that I'm for it. 
Yeah, um, I, I don't hate that, that being a rule change. I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm in favor or not. I would go with how the league would want in that case. But I will say that I, I'm, I'm always in favor of rules that reward the player that works the hardest. And with an auction league, I feel that involves more work for uh, to do, like to research. Um, so that wouldn't be a bad thing. And every, everyone's a capable drafter. Nobody makes any bad mistakes anymore. So, like, I, I feel like it could be a good wrinkle for the league, but you know, it's it's not like a deal breaker for me. Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree. I'm not against it. I think I would like to see us do a, a few mocks for all of us, myself included, learn and see how it goes and make sure that we're all spending our money properly and make sure it's as balanced as it, as it could be. All right, moving on. Uh, Robert P. Tinsley asks, do single people have dirty backs? Uh, watch your mouth. Uh, I feel like that was meant for another text thread. Uh, I guarantee if we pulled up your Google history, uh, we'd find out where it belonged. Uh, moving on, Jeffrey Kelly. Uh, which fantasy teams have lived up to the draft night hype and which have fell flat? Also, do you think the league playoffs will be dominated by running quarterbacks? So uh, I think we covered the first part of that question in our uh, team reviews. Um you know, me and John being those who are underwhelmed and Derek and Amanda overwhelmed. Uh, so I'll, that'll be my answer for the first part. Second part, yeah, I mean, I guess a little. I mean, you know, Levi having Justin Fields now and Josh Allen being in the picture, they're gonna have, they're, there's going to be an advantage there at that position. Will they dominate the playoffs? Eh, I don't, I don't think they'll dominate the playoffs, but they'll certainly give those teams a little bit of an advantage at that position. Yeah, um, I'll say this with uh, with aspect of draft. I, I feel like the teams that have shown that they've performed the best draft have just had healthier players, and it's really worked out for them. Now they, you know, that's only half the 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 season for people. You still have to make good pickups, play your players, and everything. But like, I think we all draft well i think there's a lot of luck involved with the draft and the skill comes involved later on with picking up players starting players so like i i feel like uh you know amanda victoria's secret and and houdini's have lived up to that uh aspect and they've you know gone further than we thought they did with the draft and i'd say the majority of the reason for that is that they've been able to stay healthy I would say that uh, Derek probably deserved more hype at the draft. Uh, I think he went on to like lay out whoopings left and right uh, shortly thereafter. Uh, who fell flat? I would say myself. I felt like I had a good team, uh, and obviously that did not go accordingly. Uh, as far as the league playoffs being dominated by running quarterbacks, I think they are a huge benefit to have. Uh, will it be dominated by it? Uh, I think there's a few that could with Allen and uh, Justin Fields emerging as of late. All right. Hey, with this being a podcast for Thanksgiving, what are the host most thankful for? And since this is a fantasy podcast, wrong answers only, please. Well, I'm thankful for Jason Fagan and his trash team. Uh, you know, his team being one of those teams that I'm kind of looking up at going, I'm better than that guy. Well, like, look at this. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for you, Jason, and that I have a chance. Uh, and I, you've given me hope. I, I just like to say that I'm thankful for, you know, Thanksgiving Day, you know, for us to come together. And then all, you know, single day holidays, you know, Flag Day. Columbus Day, President's Day, all of such, and that they, you know, don't get in the way of seasons, you know. But, you know, that's it. Groundhog Day? Groundhog Day, that's a good one, too. Uh, I'm thankful for uh, the number three. That's the amount of wins I have. So for each and every one of you that I beat, thank you. All right, uh, question here again from Jason. Uh, three Fat America Day 
food questions. Is it stuffing or dressing? Is it yams, sweet potatoes, cranberry sauce, jelly in a can, or fresh with the cranberries? Ah, dang, man. Uh, stuffing, yams, cranberries. How about that? Uh, we have uh, another question from Dr. Teeth. Uh, if you were a transformer, what would you transform into? Starscream. Uh, I'd like to get some clarification if maybe next week you write in if it's, uh, you know, traditional Transformers or Beast Wars. It's, it's really important. But uh, if it's just traditional Transformers, probably like a monster truck or something. I don't know. I was more of a fan of GoBots. Yeah, GoBots were cool, too. Uh, I mean, I guess you got to go with Optimus Prime, right? Like, why not? Uh, I think one more question. Uh, if you could have any football player throughout history and add to your team, who would it be? Yeah, this, so the, I'm going to go all the way back to the first year that I recall playing fantasy football. In that season, Sean Alexander, who's actually from the state of Kentucky, uh, Sean Alexander was the number over, number one overall player that year. I had him on my team, and he was an absolute beast. Give me Sean, Sean Alexander. I mean, there's so many players from my many championships to pick from. And, you know, there's early on, the first one I had, uh, you know, early Frank Gore, his, you know, rookie season. Oh, that was insane. And then uh, there's Chris Johnson made a big, big trade with John. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I got him when he, his first year. Uh, but I, I think I have to go with Gronk and his, like, I think he had – 21 or 22 touchdown season then that that was just like uh, I, I'd, I'd take that every year yeah for me i think uh when i first got in around 05 06 that time period uh, it may have been year two one or two or three i don't know lt came on the scene and just changed the game it was amazing uh i think for like maybe six straight years or it probably wasn't six but it felt like it he was the number one overall player so, yeah, uh, give me him any day of the week. Uh, I think that will wrap up our questions. Uh, thanks for writing in. Uh, we hope greatly appreciate it. Uh, keep sending them in. We'll keep answering your questions. Uh, thanks. All right, Chaos Fantasy Dorks. Our 11th episode is done. And it's exciting to be approaching the end of the regular season. Fantasy managers are jockeying for position with critical matchups on the docket in this and in the coming weeks. But as always, continue to leave your smart mouth comments and filthy smack talk on the Chaos Group text line, and we look forward to more guests in the future on the podcast. But in the meantime, set your lineup, work on that smack talk game, and remember, nobody cares about your crappy fantasy football team.